0: Attention all grandmas, grandpas, nanas, and papas. Bingo is not just for you anymore. Introducing Cerrito Bingo. It's the modern twist on a classic game for everyone to enjoy. Play 10 exciting rounds of free bingo every Wednesday night from 7 to 9 on South Main at the Green Beetle and every Friday night from 8 to 10 in Cooper Young at the Memphis Made Tap Room. For more info, visit the bingo page at CerritoTrivia.com. Cerrito Bingo is the game-o.
1: Another exciting edition of the weekly wrestling segment. The only one in Memphis radio. Welcome to the
2: main event.
3: It is that time. It is time for the main event of Cerrito Live. The only show in Memphis that talks about wrestling each and every week. And man, we've got an action-packed hour coming your way. Dustin Five Star will join me a little bit later on in this hour. We will take your phone calls, tweets, and texts. Talking about your experience at SmackDown the other night. And we'll also revisit my interview with Becky Lynch. I talked to her on Tuesday before SmackDown. So if you missed that, we will have that a little bit later on. But we are starting the show today with a man who, as I always say, needs no introduction, but I have to, and he makes me give him one in any way. He is a WWE Hall of Famer, and he was back on WWE TV in Memphis on Tuesday night. He is Jerry the King Lawler, and he joins us now. What's up, King?
1: Hey, guys. How are you? Well, I'm down in uh, my second home of Fort Myers, Florida, Lauren and I, right now. So I don't know what the weather is there in Memphis, but it can't be beat by this. Uh, uh, it can't be what we've got down here, 82 degrees and bright sunshine today.
3: We we may be rivaling it today. 70 bright and sunny down here,
1: King. Oh, 70 and bright and sunny in Memphis, babe.
3: It's, a, it's well, an, that's <laughs>
1: nice, but when we when we left Memphis, it was miserable. It was just right. it had been raining for about six straight days. You know,
3: this is definitely as far as weather goes, the best day of the year so far in 2017. Okay, Good. so how is your heart doing after this uh, super kick to the heart from Dolph Ziggler?
1: <laughs> the biggest, the most often awesome question I get how how do you answer that? How does anybody know how their heart is doing? I don't know. I guess it's beating, and as long as your heart is beating, I guess you're doing okay. Well, how,
3: how is how is JBL doing? He tried to come to your rescue, and he tripped.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Poor JBL. It was so funny. It was like you know, I walked, I walked back out of the ring. Of course, JBL came into the ring to help me and uh, help me out, and he stood there and he, you know, he says, Are "You okay?" and everything. And I, said, yeah, hey, JBL, thanks for coming in and all this sort of stuff. And I had no idea. What had happened beforehand, right? And so I, I walk back up the ramp and I go into the, uh, what we call the gorilla position there. You know, I go in where everybody is, Vince, and, and everybody is, is waiting there at the back, the timekeeper and all this sort of stuff. And, you know, that was, that was a pretty, that was a pretty heavy little scene that we had just done there, right? And I walk through the, I walk through the curtain there and everybody is just rolling, everybody's dying laughing. And I thought, wow, I don't don't think what we just did was supposed to be funny. What's the deal here? Everybody thought that was funny? And then I walk over, and I see them rolling the clip over and over of JBL getting up from the table, where he was getting up from the announce table to come and help me, and I guess he tripped and fell flat on his face. (laughs) And so he." he was obviously so embarrassed he didn't say anything to me about it in the ring he didn't tell me king i came to help you but i fell you know i fell down but uh yeah it, it was pretty funny to watch i didn't i i haven't even watched the um i you know i just watched it a few times there because Vince was showing it over and over in the back there <laughs> everybody was just rolling i mean poor jbl it was it was a classic
3: <laughs> Vince was showing it over and over in the back
1: well we, what, actually, I take it back. It wasn't Vince. Whoever in the truck was 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 showing it over and over for everybody in the back to watch. You
3: know. Okay. Uh, we're talking with Jerry Lawler. Uh, so you made your big return. How did this come to be? Because we talked last time. We talked. It was like, all right, you're. We knew you knew you going to be taking off TV for a while. You'd be back for the Hall of Fame, but bam, you're already back.
1: Yeah. Well, I resigned another contract, so everything's cool.
3: Oh, well, that's, <laughs> that's oh, So you're how can you say anything about the contract? How long is the king know, under contract what? for? You, well, no. well, I mean,
1: it's like now they sign everybody for one year at a time. That's, mm-hmm. I mean, that's this, that's that's the uh, extent of all the contracts now. I think in the WWE, they okay. sign everybody a year to year. All right, so so it's a new year, one year contract. With that, I'm all
3: happy and uh, everything's good. Oh, well, that's so that's great. And the the announcement that came after SmackDown, you went on SmackDown Live, the uh, after show, the Talking Smack. And they announced that you would be at the Royal Rumble. So this is, this is very exciting because it's been a while since you've actually called a match on WWE TV and uh, you will be on the call for the Royal Rumble.
1: Yeah. Be calling the Royal Rumble, the 30th, the 30th anniversary of the Royal Rumble. And yeah, you know I mean, what's a, what's a Royal Rumble without some royalty added to it. So I thought it, uh, uh I thought it was pretty exciting to get to do, to get to do that again. It's going to be me, Michael Cole and Corey Graves. And, um, that should be a lot of
3: fun and I, yeah it's a smart move to bring you on uh it will add some like special importance to the match to bring you out because uh, you're just going to call the match right that's our that's the understanding
1: yeah the Ro- the royal Rumble match, which of course lasts an hour
3: right know. i mean I'm just <laughs> acting like it's nothing Yeah, but it's a long time yeah yeah you you will be out there for for a while and and your your rumble calls have just been been so and great. i'm also
1: I'm also going to be doing i'm also going to do uh i guess they have a two hour now pre show for the royal rumble i'm going to do an hour of that. As well, and then do uh, and then do the Royal Rumble match
3: itself. So, is there anything else you can hint at that you guys have talked about uh, that you may be getting involved with uh, as the year goes along?
1: Well, you know that's that's the cool thing about the contract. It's it's just um, uh, it's it's kind of an open ended thing as far as as far as uh, what I'm going to be actually doing. You know, I mean, (laughs) that's the that's the thing about the WWE. A lot of people, you know. think that the, the, the great thing about it is it's so spontaneous i mean they don't know from one week to the next what they're going to do so it's it's hard to say oh you know here's what we got planned for uh, for this far in advance because literally right. the thing about uh you know the thing about me being on smackdown uh just came about apparently like the week before uh, or right after they did the SmackDown down the week before what happens is i guess you know they all get together the the creatives True and everything and the writers and they say oh look next week we're in Memphis let's do something with King you know so that's that's how stuff like that happens so right. it's just uh, I, I really don't know exactly what I'm going to be doing you know I thought for a while hey I wouldn't be doing any more calling of matches and then all of a sudden hey I'm calling the Royal Rumble so you, you just you just don't know
3: right uh, we're talking with the King made his WWE return on Tuesday in Memphis for the King's court so you think maybe another King's court is down the line that was a good throwback
1: What? <laughs> Yeah, that was fun. I had to go and actually, I actually dug out the, the the real authentic outfit that I was wearing in the early '90s when I started doing the Kings Court on uh, Monday Night Raw. You know what? And I went back and watched some of those old uh, Kings Courts. It was amazing. That was when you know Raw was first getting started, and it was an hour show. And some of those some of those Kings Courts were like 15 minutes long. It <laughs> was crazy. We, we like took up a quarter of the entire show with the Kings Courts, and they were. It was the uh, it was pretty amazing. I, I saw a bunch of them that I didn't even remember doing. I mean, just uh you know, just <laughs> the thing with Tiny Tim and the Undertaker and all, all the people that I had on there, it was it was pretty cool.
4: Yeah, 15- so anyway,
1: what I said I, I drug out the original uh robe and tights and everything that I had worn in those in those uh in those ones from nineteen ninety three.
3: You, you keep you keep that in your jukebox, right?
1: <laughs> no, I actually keep it down in my club on Beale Street. You know where it was, I mean, all the memorabilia and stuff is is uh, down there. So I went down there and grabbed it off the wall.
3: Oh, that's that's pretty, that's pretty easy. But yeah, that was that was this one definitely noticeable and added to the uh, to to that segment for sure. That you were wearing the the '90s crown and and uh, cape. Uh, that goes that goes along with the King's Court segment. So we're talking with Jerry the King Lawler uh, returned on Monday, and really like okay, so you announced I believe it was right off right when we went off the air last week. It was like one oh five. You tweeted that you'd be there on uh, on Tuesday for the King's Court, and we started like, trying to figure out who are they going to interview. And I was like, it might be Dolph because. <laughs> It might be Dolph because they in King and Memphis Dolph, and it really was something I didn't even piece together to go back to the night of your when you went in cardiac arrest on um, live on on television that, that Dolph was involved in that match. I had totally forgot about that. And, oh my
1: gosh! I mean, I've said it a million times. I really, I really feel like that that you know that that uh, match with Dolph Ziggler led to the cardiac arrest. I I mean, I honestly believe that. And he, you know, that's what he, I I guess, you know, that's what he said during the thing. He said, you've said since then that you blame me for the cardiac arrest. He said, well, you should. And I said, I'm thinking in my mind, well, you're right, I do. It was. I've I've told the story a hundred times since then. I mean, I remember so distinctly. It's like the main thing that I remember about that night. Uh, I don't remember any, you know, the cardiac arrest or anything, but I remember being back over at the, over at the desk, and I remember looking up, at I think Kane and Daniel Bryan were in a match, and, and then, boom, the next thing I know, I open my eyes again, and I'm in a hospital bed. But I do remember during the match, Dolph Ziggler jumping as high in the air as he could and coming down with those big elbow drops across my chest, and I think he did 10. I think he did 10 in a row. And I remember it about the number five, I just thought to myself, damn, whatever happened to the days that we could do this and not kill each other? <laughs> that was my really my real thought.
3: <laughs> really? Are you, so you remember having that thought in that I match right before
1: that, ex, that exact thought. I'm thinking, This freaking guy's killing me with these things, right? And sure enough he did. Right, a couple so, minutes later
3: you <laughs> steal the Undertaker's gimmick. Uh, and I died, right. Yeah we right we're we're talking with with Jerry the King Lawler so it it and it really and it, and it got me thinking when they we're, some people think okay they shouldn't have brought your your whole real life situation into the storyline and this happens all the time in wrestling where people are like they went too far uh how is that
1: how can you go too far if it's real life
4: <laughs> that's a good question i
1: don't, I don't get it <laughs> i mean you know it's that's it it's it all really happened how can you go too far if you talk about it or or do something with it? i don't i don't understand
3: and, and, and it got me thinking about, uh, which is uh, Jerry Jarrett and that phrase that uh, uh, the legend has that he had this phrase on a sign in his office that said personal issues draw money. Absolutely. And so that sign was always, that sign really was hanging up in his office, right?
2: Yes, absolutely.
3: And uh, did you guys ever talk about, Like, how often did you talk about like, this is a personal issue, this would be great back in the day when it was Memphis wrestling?
1: Well, I mean... It- you 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 always strived to to play off of a personal issue of something that really happened in real life. I mean, and and, and I'll, I'll I'll think back and and you know go off of um, let's see uh, the, the the probably the one that I remember the most didn't didn't even in, involve me. Um, well, you know you know what, I will go back and, and, and say I I remember that uh, we did a. We did something one time after Sam Bassett, uh, you know, after Sam had died in a car accident. Of course, he was my, my best friend and, and uh, you know, my manager at the time. Uh, a year or so later, I think we did something where somebody ripped up one of Sam's jackets. Sam and I wore matching jackets, and, and uh, somebody ripped up, uh, you know, the jacket that had belonged to Sam, and, and that was, you know, that was a personal issue. I remember Jackie Fargo, uh, he... Came out with Al Green, and I, and I think this—I I don't think that this was intentional. I think it just happened, but it became a personal issue when uh, you know Al Green was standing there face to face with Jackie Fargo, and he said, "Fargo, you're a yellow coward. Your whole family—you come from a long line of yellow cowards." He said, "Your your brothers talking to you know he talked about the roughhouse. He said your brothers a yellow coward, and he said your daddy was a yellow coward." And Jackie stopped him in mid-sentence and said, and it was, it was like, it was like it became real. Mm -hmm. He said, Al, don't talk about my daddy. My daddy's dead. And, and there was just this moment, you know, right there. And then Al Green said, well, Fargo, your old dead daddy was a yellow coward and boom it was just it was just personal and they, you know they went on and wrestled each other for like a year fought against each other for like a year and it was it, it, every time they got in there the people it was just something that people could relate to because it was real and it was personal you know and so that's that's um i guess you know that's a sort of, that's that's the thing that that we talk about when when it's because it's personal people can relate to it and they and they really get into it
3: Right, we're, talk- we're talking with Jerry the King Lawler, and and like for the for the timing of all of this to come around, Dolph Z- Ziggler turning heel, right, and it happens to be right when they're coming to Memphis, and there's also that backstory. So I got to give a shout out, kudos to the to the folks behind the scenes for piecing all of that together and realizing the opportunity uh, to pull off what they did. Uh, on, yeah, and on sometimes Tuesday.
1: I mean, you know, so- sometimes, and I think this is certainly one of them. Things like that just just happened because I mean I'm sure they had you know they had this uh, uh, the show in Memphis has been the date has been booked probably at FedEx Forum for over a year or at least since the last time they were here I'm sure they booked the return date then you know and I guarantee you nobody nobody at that time was thinking anything about <laughs> Dolph Ziggler turning heel or anything like that and so that's this is just one of those instances where it was kind of dropped in their lap so to speak. And it, and it and it was uh, something that you like you said take advantage of.
3: I I was a little confused on Tuesday because the last we saw you on WWE TV, you were a little bit more of the old heelish 1990s uh, attitude era king. Um, you seemed a little bit nicer, but I guess because you were in front of the hometown crowd.
1: Yeah, in front of the hometown crowd, and plus, I, I mean, I, don't always, I, I wasn't trying to be uh, intentionally try to be any nicer. If you you know, I. I <laughs> Shot in a couple of zingers at first. And as, a oh, yeah, of fact, that's true. as a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, the first thing I heard was that you know the 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 crowd sounded like they were going to get upset with the fact that you know that I was going to be uh, laying it into Dolph there. But then it quickly turned around. All
3: right, you uh, have a prediction. You'll be at the Royal Rumble. Who's your prediction right now to win this?
1: Oh man, this is a tough one. Every year, this every is- year it's tough. And, and as you know, probably I'll uh, I'll I'll change my prediction 15 <laughs> times during the match as the guy that I predicted to win gets eliminated. Right. I'll uh, I'll change my prediction. You know, uh, I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm I don't. Uh, you would think that with both Goldberg and uh, Brock Lesnar being in the Rumble that it would come down to those two and something really big happen. Uh, you know, at at the end, you know, to to set up. But I don't think they're matched at WrestleMania if that's what's going to happen. I don't think that needs any more setup. I think, right. you know, that's set up enough. So um, I'm not going to pick you to one of those guys. Oh, man.
3: Undertaker's uh, in it. You've got.
1: Man, oh, man, Undertaker.
3: New Day in it. Undertaker could be Undertaker, and he could be going against that. maybe Cena Beach AJ or maybe AJ versus Undertaker at WrestleMania. Those would be fun matches. Um, wow! To see, for you know, sure. you
1: know, I, I'll tell you what. What I think to me would be, I mean, and this is just me, just talking as a fan. Mm-hmm. You know, I wish, I almost wish something would happen that so that the match at the at, at WrestleMania would would turn out to be a triple threat match between Undertaker, Lesnar, and Goldberg.
3: Ooh! I haven't even thought in that way, but that could that could yeah that could uh, that could be pretty awesome. That yeah, that pretty, would like, be cool. But the guy who beat <laughs> but like the, I mean, the guy honestly, who beat because yeah, it's the guy who beat the streak, and then the guy who just beat up the guy who beat the streak in like less than a minute. Like it would, yeah, that would be a, that would be good. That was good.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, all right. that's my that's that's my fan that's, that's my your fan, fan thinking right there. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We're rat- you know what? I'm going to do. I'm going to predict that it'll be. Uh, I say it'll either be the Undertaker to win the Royal Rumble or. A surprise entrance, somebody that we that hadn't been announced yet.
3: Okay. All right. Good 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 early predictions. I know you'll change it multiple times. <laughs> that's any, right. Any chance you'll try to eliminate Corey Graves from the Royal Rumble?
1: <laughs> you mean
3: that the announcement, <laughs> Yeah, I know. <that's>
1: what... <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh no, nah, probably not. This will be the
3: first time y'all are working together, huh?
1: Yeah, it re- it really will be. I'm I'm looking forward to that.
3: That'll be cool. All right, last thing. Yeah, I'm going
1: I'm going to have to call him the task on uh, trying to imitate me, you know, trying to <laughs> trying to just use some of my I've heard him use a lot of my lines already on there.
3: <laughs> all right, last thing though, before I let you go cuz I know you're uh I don't want you to make sure you can enjoy that that Florida weather here Perfect. in are going to head
1: over to Sanibel Island, which is the shelling capital of the world. Just you walk up and down the beach and all of these beautiful seashells just keep rolling up and you just You get what they call the, they have a phrase for it here, the Sanibel Stoop. Poor people, everybody bending over to pick up these shells and save them and everything. At the end of the day, you're walking around, you can't straighten up.
3: All right, so last last thing, uh, the commercial appeal. We talked about this before last time you were on. Is your barbecue rest your other restaurant? So you have the Hall of Fame Bar and Grill on Beale Street, and now you're yes. you're, you're putting your name on a barbecue restaurant that's going to open up in Cordova. The signage is up, so the commercial appeal had a story this week saying I like, looks like Lawler's open up a barbecue restaurant, and I'm thinking like, well, it looks like the commercial appeal should probably just listen to the radio more, and they would know uh, <laughs> what. What's the latest on that? Give us a give us a scoop that the CA can't can't get. When is this going to open up?
1: Uh, well, I, you know what? I don't have the exact date. We are going to have next next Friday. We are going to have a uh, sort of a, a family and friends run through uh, type thing with a not actually open to the public yet, but just to kind of a uh, you know get all the employees acclimated to what it's going to be like to when it, when it does open. And we're looking at we're looking at maybe the. Second week in February.
3: Okay, so it is. To, uh, it is close. It is really close. Oh my! Oh yeah. my
1: gosh! Yes, absolutely. We're. I mean, it's. Uh, you know, if if need be, we could we could open right now. It's it's really really close, but we want everything to be perfect before we open the doors uh, for everybody. It's gonna be it's gonna be pretty awesome.
3: Have you previewed the menu or uh, donated anything for the decor? There or is everything set up on Beale Street.
1: Oh well, no. I mean, a lot. You when you see the decor in. Um, when you see the decor in the new restaurant, of course it's it's a sort of a uh, I don't want, want I don't want to call it a fast food, but it's not like I mean you know it's not just a, um, a go in and a more of a casual family dining type thing that you would have down on Beale Street. More of a, a restaurant type thing, but it the the decor on on Beale Street is like a lot of memorabilia and you know in the cases and sort of that sort of stuff, uh, and that that's not we don't have like memorabilia hanging on the walls, but you'll have to see the walls. I mean the walls are are decorated at the at the club with like gosh, old wrestling cards from, from the commercial appeal and things like that from the uh, you know, from the past and, and uh uh just uh, pictures and things like that, but not, not actual uh memorabilia hanging there.
3: So you'll be able to order for, you'll order for, from a the counter there and then just go sit down so no like waiter that seems to be right yes exactly right so kind of like a, a tops or a three little pigs or something like that. yeah and
1: we're gonna you know what 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 we're striving for whether you order ribs or pulled pork sandwich or whatever it is uh, from the time you walk up and make your order we were, you were gonna have your food within four minutes
3: all right four minutes there you go four, four minute four minute time <laughs> limit
1: it's gonna be like the it's gonna be like the dad and Christmas story when it's changing the flat tire yeah <laughs>
3: All right, King. Well, thanks for joining us. Uh welcome back to WWE. Looking forward to seeing you at the Royal Rumble, and we will catch up with you soon, probably in Cordova at that barbecue restaurant.
1: Sounds good, man. Thank you. All
3: right. Thanks, King. That's Jerry the King Lawler. Uh always good to catch up with the King. Always fun. Great to see him back. He dropped that bombshell, like literally, literally, five minutes after we went off the air last week that he would be back on WWE TV making his return on SmackDown Live at FedEx Forum in Memphis, and it was a fun show the other night. And coming up next, we're going to get your thoughts on last Tuesday's show. So if you went to SmackDown Live in Memphis, you can go ahead and get in on the phone lines now. 360-8255 is the phone number. It's a 901 area code, or you can call from a pay phone at 888-360-8255. 888-360-8255 is the toll-free number if you want to get in with your thoughts, what you liked, what you didn't like, from SmackDown Live in Memphis on Tuesday. We're Taking on your phone calls. It's becoming Cerrito LiveWire when we come back. And also a little bit later on, Becky Lynch will replay my interview with the woman who should be the two-time SmackDown Live women's champion. Um, Unfortunately, she fell up short on Tuesday inside of the solid steel cage but uh, we'll take your phone calls your tweets and your text at, at cerrito on twitter and 67129 on the text line text 56 join first um all about smackdown next and dustin five star will join us for the conversation as well you're listening to cerrito live on sports 56 and 87 7 fm
5: Cerrito Trivia on Facebook and browse the best team name Hall of Fame. And did you know Cerrito Trivia isn't just for bars and restaurants? Contact Cerrito Trivia at gmail.com to bring Memphis's most unique trivia experience to your next party, work function, rehearsal dinner, reunion, seminar, retreat, or special event. Cerrito Trivia is the perfect prescription for weekday boredom. effects may include wing prices, laughing out loud, high-fiving, eating mass quantities of delicious food, consumption of adult beverages, rock, paper, scissors, and spending quality time with friends. Now play Cerrito Trivia every Tuesday on on Broad Avenue at Rec Room and in East Memphis at Mellow Mushroom every Wednesday night downtown at Tampa Tap and every Thursday night on South Main at the Green Beetle and the Arcade Restaurant, CerritoTrivia.com
0: Attention to all grandmas, grandpas, nanas and papas Bingo is not just for you anymore Introducing Cerrito Bingo It's the modern twist on a classic game for everyone to enjoy Play 10 exciting rounds of free bingo every Wednesday night from 7 to 9 on South Main at the Green Beetle and every Friday night from 8 to 10 in Cooper Young at the Memphis Made Tap Room. For more info, visit the bingo page at CerritoTrivia.com. Cerrito Bingo is the game-o.
3: To the main event of Cerrito Live, the only weekly wrestling segment on Memphis Radio. We are live, folks, live here on Sports 56 each and every Saturday, and it's time for Cerrito Live Wire, where we're going to take your phone calls and your tweets and your texts. Uh, you can text 67129 on the text line, and you can tweet me at Cerrito. And you can call 360-8255. That's 360-8255 or 888-360-8255, toll-free from a pay phone. If you've got your thoughts on SmackDown Live, it was in Memphis just the other day uh, on Tuesday night. I enjoyed the show, and I want to hear your thoughts on what you liked and didn't like from SmackDown Live the other day. So this is Cerrito Livewire here for the next few minutes. And I'm now being joined by my regular tag team partner, Dustin Five Star. What's up, Five Star?
6: Oh, yeah, man. What an event that was. And also, it's great to hear from the king earlier. Sign a new deal. so yeah. Everybody can calm down a little bit. He's going to be around. Um, yeah, so, uh, and you know what? I love the name, Cerrito Livewire.
3: You know, <laughs> another throwback. It's lots of throwbacks, Uh uh, here this week so yeah going back to the old, old Live Wire show but Cerrito Livewire uh, very interactive and coming up hey we just heard from the King but also Dustin coming up because if you haven't heard it yet my interview with Becky Lynch we will be uh, replaying that which is I mean I, it, you get, great stuff I, too you gotta hear I ask her ask her about her goggles uh, looking just like the ones that Prince Mongo wears I <laughs> ask, ask her about the future of the of the women's division and Ronda Rousey I talked to her about Ronda Rousey yep. fa- fascinating stuff um, from her so Uh, Stay tuned for that a little bit later on, but we do want to hear what what you have to say, Dustin. I want to get your opinions about the show the other day, but uh, first let's go ahead and and throw in some plugs because we like to do that. Let's get our plugs in on what's happening uh, as far as wrestling in in Memphis right now.
6: Yeah, wrestling around the Mid-South, Maria and myself, the power couple, will be in Raymer, Tennessee at SPWA next Saturday. But before that happens, I have a trivia rumble championship to win so the five-star squad will be out at the green beetle on thursday baby and you know i saw my arch rival here um just the other day and wouldn't you know when we both showed up at downtown blue for the official cerrito live smackdown live uh pre-game, i had a kurt angle shirt on and Arnez had a samoa joe shirt on so it just goes to show you we're rivals in every aspect but we're going to kick his butt on thursday at trivia
3: Right, it's the wrestling trivia rumble. It's free to play, and expect the unexpected, Dustin. That's all I'm going to tell you and no, everybody listening. Everybody's coming what up do you saying, doing ex- expect the unexpected.
6: You know, the last time you tried to set me up with some sort of bet, I nearly caved Arnez's chest in with a chop right there in front of everybody. So, you know, I'm not worried about what shenanigans you try to <laughs> put up at the trivia rumble.
3: We, it's only, it only happens a few times a year that we all uh, get together <laughs> and play some uh, wrestling trivia. It will be this Thursday, January 26th. is at the Green Beetle. That's on South Main. It is an over-the-top rope trivia battle royal. And uh, we'll have uh, prizes for for first place, uh, and uh, best name, uh, best ring attire if you come dressed up. So it's going to be oodles of fun. You get the best burger in Memphis. If you've never had a Green Beetle burger, you need to check it oh, yeah, there. and uh, Big they, Frank. They, they've got uh, beer deals as well. $10.00. Buckets of Miller Lite and Coors Light, uh, the special right now during trivia. So the Wrestling Trivia Rumble, Thursday night, 8 o'clock bell time. Uh, looking forward to that. But okay, so last Tuesday, SmackDown uh, Live in Memphis. The first time SmackDown with the word live attached to it was in Memphis. And we're going to take your calls here on our very first edition of Cerrito Live Wire. So we're going to get to those in a second. But first, Dustin, I want to hear from you your favorite moment.
6: Oh man, there were there were actually a lot. I, I saw a couple of complaints on Twitter, but most people were happy with the matches that we got. Um, I mean, to kick off the show with what we have, Dean Ambrose uh, versus Randy Orton. We had the Miz and I'm trying to think because I don't have a sheet in okay, front of me. Okay, is this me.
3: your favorite moment? I want to know your favorite moment. What are you going to remember when you talk back about this show in a couple years we're talking down the line and we're previewing SmackDown live on on Tuesday nights, you get, if it still will be on Tuesday nights and they will still be <laughs> right.
6: What will you well, remember? I think the Well, I think the talk will be about the cage match because it was a historic event, but for right. me personally, I think it was a huge step. For Dean Ambrose to pin Randy Orton Randy Orton's one of the biggest superstars in the WWE and has been for a long time but oh my gosh to pin Orton one two three in the middle of the ring that was that was telling to me that Ambrose is a top guy for for real
3: the the women's cage match I thought was uh, was good I thought it was better than the hey, the, the cage hey, match we Mickey, saw when Raw was here what did you
6: think about Mickey Mickey the... James came back and I know that was something that was being rumored after she signed and mm-hmm. it kind of seemed like it might be obvious that she would be the la Luchador underneath the mask and everything but that happened here in memphis it was i think we i think
3: the cage match and the return of the reveal of who la luchadora was she didn't just come back she was la luchadora now you you and maria have some type of a history with with La luchador
6: well maria might be a little upset that you you brought that up but yeah we were in the she was involved in the uh, global force championship match that i won and it was robbed from me she actually tackled she speared maria and and tried to punch her face in.
3: Mickey James um, did that to Maria. Yeah. Oh wow.
6: And so I think I think Maria, if there's one thing uh, that she learned out of that was these these WWE former WWE women's champions and stuff. They right. are no joke. No joke. It's
3: great. It's great to reintroduce reintroduce Mickey James uh, to the to the audience because it's it's great for Maria's resume because she's taking a stink face from Rikishi, <laughs> She's taking oh, a bro- here you go a Bronco Buster from uh, X Pac. <laughs> She's been tackled by La Luchadora, because I'm probably going to call so wait. I'm probably going to call Mickey James for the rest of her career La Luchadora.
6: <laughs> so are you are you trying to get me in trouble here, naming all the, the ways that I didn't protect my maria
3: I, I i didn't mean it that
6: way thanks bro thanks You're my <laughs> <tag team> partner <laughs> my my favorite
3: hey. my favorite moment my favorite moment is 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 what you missed because I know you left early, but uh
6: well we stayed for the whole smackdown we just my yeah, stuff
3: came during two oh five live uh which Jack Gallagher was great, by the way. He was good. Okay. Uh, it, the crowd was really into his match with the Umbrellas, but it was after the show, the dark match, which Cena and Ambrose defeated the Miz and Baron Corbin. But before the match, the Miz is on the mic, and he yeah. goes all in on being Andy Kaufman. He play he pays homage to, to Andy Kaufman and uh, says, "I'm from Hollywood. I'm not from Memphis, Tennessee." And he does the whole, "Is this how you talk down there in Memphis?" Memphis. He did the whole, <laughs> a whole Andy Kaufman bit. And uh, it was fun watching people who knew it was a tribute to Andy Kaufman versus people who just are like, oh, I hate the Miz. I can't believe he's saying this. So it was fun. That was my highlight. That's what I will remember. I'm glad I stayed for that.
6: Yeah. You know what? A lot of people don't give the Miz enough credit, but, I mean, he's one of the top guys. He can do anything. and. You know, these guys are professionals. They're supposed to know the history of the business, and obviously right. Miz did his homework, and uh, he delivered for the Memphis crowd.
3: Is there anything you just didn't like on the show that you're like, eh, that wasn't that wasn't very good? You didn't stay for 205 Live. Uh, I did I, not. My least favorite moment would be from 9 o'clock to 9.40 on 205 Live. I just couldn't get into it until the Gallagher match. Um,
6: yeah, you, and you know, Gallagher, he's one of those guys that uh, usually would never get a chance right. in the WWE just due to his size alone and, and his look, really, but... You can see that the tides have changed in WWE. They're looking for different things and, and he is a prime example of that.
3: And he's getting time for his character to develop on Monday Night Raw, so we were invested in this story, and when you yeah. have all these hours of television, uh, there wouldn't be time for, you never know, that's what I kind of liked about this, because you never know when that feud is going to end, because a lot of other feuds, you know, it's not going to end until the pay-per-view, right? But Gallagher's not wrestling on the pay-per-view, so like, this feud is probably, could end at any time, and that's why that match they was fun be to me, Rumble. like, you never know what could have happened in that, and he might be, he should be an entry in the Rumble, but uh, maybe w- maybe
6: we'll see that feud continue with uh, somebody eliminating somebody from the rumble. I I just think it's going to take a little bit of time to get mm-hmm. these guys from two hundred five live really over. Um, and I think they're doing it the right way by putting him on commentary, We've, letting the TV audience right. see him and hear him, and and featuring these guys. He's getting o-
3: he's getting over he's getting over for sure. The Memphis crowd seemed to to enjoy that. My biggest surprise of the night was not getting to see so many of these superstars that I thought we would see. We had to, Dean Ambrose had to pull double duty. The Miz had to pull double do, duty. And, like, they've already got a limited roster to begin with, but we did not see so many different superstars. We didn't see Neville. We didn't see the Cruiserweight yeah. Champion, Rich Swan. We didn't see Heath, Heath Slater. I put a poll out there because the, the four biggest stars I thought we didn't see, Apollo Crews. Daniel Bryan, American Alpha, and James Ellsworth all missing yeah. from the show. Like you already have a small yeah. roster anyway. I wasn't expecting not to see that many people. Like that many people were not there. I was disappointed my personal vote would have been. I wanted to see James Ellsworth. Of course it's always fun to see Daniel Bryan do the yes chant uh, yeah. and um, especially,
6: in especially,
3: especially in Memphis. Especially in Memphis. American Alpha we saw them at NXT so I didn't really care they yeah. were missing.
6: I was surprised we didn't see them, but you know, being tag team champions, they right. want to keep them strong. And then Ellsworth and carmella they actually advertised that they went on a shopping spree. So I don't know if we just didn't see it because we were there live, think. but wouldn't it have played on the Jumbotron? Or yeah, no, it, we just it,
3: they would have shown, shown it. So,
6: But he was there because there were several pictures uh, taken with them at Jerry Lawler's Hall of Fame Bar and Grill and on right. Hill Street Avenue. <laughs> so he was <laughs> he, there.
3: People got their <laughs> picture with James Ellsworth. He was there. He just was not used, unfortunately, oh, for Memphis fans.
6: I have to tell you too. Um, guess who was in attendance last week uh, at the MLK game? Oh, Mark, Mark Henry was Henry. there. Yeah. yeah, Mark Henry was there. He, he headbutted head butted Grizz. They did a little thing where you know he waved to the crowd. I had heard that Daniel Bryan was rumored to have been there, but he was actually there at the ceremonies the next day. So was WWE he there? Did you see early. him?
3: Because I think that's just a rumor. The oh, did Daniel I saw Bryan the was there,
6: but they didn't use him at TV? the forum. Not at the forum, but I heard that he was there at the. You heard, MLK but you did. Did
3: you you see pictures of Daniel Bryan? I believe I did. Okay, because to me, I think that's got to be a rumor because he didn't show up on SmackDown. There's no other reason for him to be here unless I mean he's he forgot his uh, whatever his uh, old mask well, from I mean, his Memphis do. his old American Dragon mask he left here <laughs> and had to come back and get it. Um, but hey,
6: <laughs> you know, it was also good to see. Actually, and it wasn't. You know, a lot of people were probably surprised, but last week on the show, I told you that. I would not be surprised if they did something with Jerry Lawler. And then right after we went off the air, right. he tweeted out the announcement that he was doing the Kings Court. And uh, we even discussed Ziggler. So it looks like they're doing everything, taking out all the stops to try to get Ziggler this heel heat and get people booing him. Um, and I think they did just but, that. But
3: wasn't it surprising that so many stars weren't out there? I was surprised. It was.
6: because Yeah, it was. And, uh, you know, and honestly, I think they were trying to get that angle with Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton over real big. Because there's a match next week where the loser... Of, uh, was it Harper and, um, and Orton, the losers mm-hmm. out of the Wyatt family? So they were trying to really build that and then they got Ambrose over. So we got a lot of really good right. stuff, even though we didn't get to see everybody. That so, I means Kill- you have to buy a right. ticket next time.
3: Exactly, uh, and Kalisto wasn't there either. The kid sitting behind us uh, really wanted to see Kalisto, oh, and maybe and I figured Kalisto. <laughs> Dolph beat up Kalisto and Apollo Cruz last week with a chair, so maybe they were both out selling those injuries, and maybe that's why they were not there. I know our dark match was Mojo Riley uh, against Tyler Breeze, but I didn't, I didn't, I, get, I, I didn't get to Mojo. see that. I didn't get to see that. Mojo's got his energy. All right, so we promise we'll take your phone calls, get your thoughts on SmackDown this past week. It is Cerrito Livewire. We're going to go to our first call. It is Dreadhead, Kev. What's up, Kev? You're on Cerrito Livewire. What's What's up, up, man? Tell us what you think about SmackDown Live this week.
2: Oh, man, I thought it was actually pretty good. Um, uh, It was way better than the last time I went. last time I went, I think it was like when, oh, God, Um I want to say, it wasn't the one with Daniel Bryan and Kane as tag champions. was one after A long that, time I ago. I think it was. Yeah, it was a long time ago. I think Big Show was around or whatever. But uh, anyway, <laughs> yeah, I thought it was what a was lot your, What was your favorite part, Kev? Like. Yeah. Um, I would say the AJ Styles Miz match. And I did love the dark match. Uh, what Cerrito was talking about, that was just great. If nobody knew that he was making a tribute, to Andy Kaufman, that was just absolutely amazing. I think I got a little bit of it on video. It was just that good.
3: Yeah, I want to see the whole video on there. I hope somebody got it all because you didn't know it was going to happen, right? You didn't know. You didn't know exactly. It, be... it was so... just
2: one of those things out of the moment. Yeah.
3: So that was. Well, fun. you know, you never. Know I did get what to meet James
2: see. Ellsworth right after. Uh, after we went, I went back to, the, uh, to Jerry's bar and waited uh, oh, around. There was nobody showed up, but he showed up very late, around twelve thirty or so. meet Brad we're leaving the bar and we were just talking about him and all of a sudden right behind him behind us we we saw him and we got a picture with him he was pretty cool did
3: you ask him why he wasn't on the show
2: yeah yeah i asked him why i wasn't on the show and he said something about that they pretty much just did a like a little video where it's going to be played for next week or something mm-hmm. like that and i was like oh well man everybody was kind of wanting to see you and everything so it was
6: kind of With weird. Paid. but um, so maybe they'll uh, maybe they went shopping in Memphis and you know some of our that's what I was in making. Memphis will be featured.
3: They went to the Bass That'd Pro cool. Pyramid. They went to the Bass Pro Pyramid. <laughs> <laughs>
6: Oh, my gosh. So he's going to be in camouflage next week.
3: All right, Dreadhead, thanks, thanks for calling in. I like how you're on a first-name oh, basis with the King. You went to, to Jerry's place. <laughs> All right. right. 360-8255 is the phone number if you want to jump in. Give us your thoughts. What did you like? What did you do not like about SmackDown Live in Memphis? We're going to go to uh, Dustin's rival, Arnez. Arnez, what's up? Oh, you're on okay. Serena Live hey, right. Hang, up now
6: Hang up on him.
3: <laughs> what's
1: hey, up, Arnez? you got to stop talking about the chop, okay? It's been, it's been almost two years.
0: All right,
6: and you still have the imprint on your chest, so I mean, it's still yeah, relevant. Yeah,
0: yeah, well, yeah,
6: whatever. SmackDown, let's talk about.
3: Let's we'll we'll settle that at trivia this week. Let's talk about All SmackDown.
1: Right. Oh man, I enjoy the show. I really do. It was definitely one of the
3: best. You like it better like, than the Raw? I liked it better than the Raw that we had. Uh, it goes. I like the the speed of SmackDown. It works better on television, and it works better uh, to me in a, in a live event venue as well. Especially, you know, that kind of like I can take a break. Uh, I take a, I knew when 205 Live was coming up that if I when that's the time to to get up which speaking of 205 Live what did you think Arnez, about watching them swap out the with the ring ropes how they put the tape oh, cool. over the ropes I wanted yeah, to see I that did,
1: yeah I thought yeah for a I mean I don't know I don't know why for the longest time I always thought that they actually changed they actually changed the rope I didn't realize they just, they just put tape over
3: yeah that was what I was looking forward to most on 205 Live is seeing how they do the transition and there's like 20 people out there did you watch this part Dustin? oh yeah yeah, oh Yeah,
4: I absolutely. saw that. They, they, they usually they, they to... had, like, so many people, like, 20 people out there changing the roads, the ring skirts, um, putting the fireworks out. I mean, it's a whole process. It only took, like, what,
6: i say five minutes? To, yeah, to, yeah. the whole transition no, that... to get Because they got to go live.
3: I... Yeah, and I think they start exactly. they start 205 Live at the desk before they even finished with the ring, which is fascinating. So now every time I watch 205 Live now, I'm going to be like, I know what's happening in the ring. They're still out there scrambling to get everything set up.
6: Exactly. I'll tell you one, a couple think things. A couple things every you said. Week Raw, too. Sorry, I was I was actually on that crew before, and you want to talk about just anxiety. Those guys are rushing so much, and there's so many of them out there. They whip those ropes together and all that stuff so fast. You also talked about the pace of SmackDown, but you also have to remember that there's a lot of replays in that three hours of Monday Night Raw. So that's what really plays into favor and right. the favor of sure. the SmackDown. Um, you know, and how the show just seems to flow so much better. Um, and also one last thing too, if you notice, I didn't see any fireworks when SmackDown started off. Right. And they had them for Did 205 admit live. That? They had them and for 205 cool. live. 205 yeah. live had an awesome firework display inside <laughs> the arena. <laughs> you love fireworks. They were cool.
3: <laughs> they were. Well, fine. It was it was shocking. It was shocking that they had those fireworks. I was like, "Whoa, okay. I don't yeah, remember yeah, they don't was, don't think
4: yeah,
3: they s- was pretty surprising. The uh, But for those who don't know, like so, we're saying there's like 20 people doing the conversion. They don't change out the ropes. They put tape over the ropes. That's the big twist because it would take probably too long to change out the ropes. So it's just tape over the ropes. Very, very cool to watch. One of my favorite uh, parts of actually SmackDown is that behind the scenes look.
6: The, the canvases that they change apparently and this is just in case somebody bleeds on the mat or the mat gets really dirty or if they need yeah, to change for it because, that, for this yeah the 205 has a different type of mat so they just whip you know they untie the one mat roll it off and they have another one right underneath it so there are several mats underneath there canvases underneath there just in case something happens an accident and then plus that's the way they get ready for 205 live as well so they they are super fast all
3: baby. right we, we got to keep rolling we don't have that much time Arnes thanks for calling we'll see you Thursday at the rumble.
6: No problem. See you at the
3: Trivia Rumble.
6: I'm coming. I'm coming for you, sucker. All
3: right, get get ready uh, with your thoughts. We're going to go to Derek. Derek, uh, you're on Cerrito Live Wire. What's up, Derek? What's
2: going on, guys? How What's y'all up? doing?
3: How are you doing? What Derek. Do you, what do you think about SmackDown Obamacare Live?
2: Podcast? Yes, it is. Uh, I had a great time. Um, you know, for a wrestling fan like me, finally getting to see AJ Styles wrestling live was just totally worth being at that show last night. He's one of my favorite wrestlers in the world right now.
3: He is out, he's saying Anybody who doesn't like him or uh, crazy, and I think even his people who criticize his mic work, I think you're, you're bananas because I think his mic yeah. work is very unique. Uh, and the idea, as we talked about on this show before, like the, to have somebody with a southern accent hold the WWE title in 2017 is pretty cool.
6: It yeah, is no, and I no pol- question about that.
2: And it was great watching uh, Miz and uh, AJ Styles go back and forth because I thought both of them were cutting great promos. And since the brand split, the Miz has stepped his game up to a whole new level. He has just flourished since SmackDown became its own brand.
3: Yeah, Miz was the star, and I think it's uh, WWE's lucky right now that because. I think Jericho entertains the, the Raw crowds in a certain way and Miz on the other. like They both kind of serve their role that's somewhat similar on both of those shows uh, mm-hmm. that if you're a true wrestling fan, you really love. And you are really seeing them at this stage in their career on top of their game all of a sudden. So,
2: And one thing that yeah. I love about the Miz right now is they brought back the whole uh, distraction from the valet stuff with Maurice, which you hardly see with any other wrestler going on in the WWE right now.
3: Right. That no. That that is true. Derek, thanks thanks for your call. Uh, and we will uh, catch up. This Derek, Derek with the Oversell Podcast, one of the, the local wrestling podcasts here in Memphis, Tennessee. We're going to go to Jason. Jason, you're on Cerrito Livewire. What's going on, Jason?
4: Uh, not much, man. I had a great time to strike strike Awesome.
3: What was what's your favorite part?
4: You know, I, well, you kind of stole my in with the Miz Dot match. Uh. And the way he came out, he had the crowd. The heat was on him. It was crazy. Uh, it was unbelievable. Uh, I, I, I recorded some of it because he was calling everybody Memphis uh, Sweat halls, Big Memphis Sweat Hogs. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah, it was, uh, that was a good time. Uh, and the crowd, man, I, I really felt like the crowd was uh, more into the SmackDown than they were on, uh, on Raw the last time they were here. Yeah, It was like, a yeah. really hot crowd.
3: Well, and you got to see because every there was only three matches, three matches right. on SmackDown, and all of them involved big stars. All matches that could have been on a pay-per-view. So I think that's really easy to keep the crowd's interest, right?
4: Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. One thing I wish they had done: they set the ring up for Lawler, um, and then he just appeared in the ring. I, I wish they had, even if they had done it during a commercial break, that right. they could you know, brought him out. Yeah. Let the crowd pop for him because uh,
6: it was just. You know, they were set, we watched him set up the ring. It was all of a sudden he was there. No one saw yeah. him not come out. So I, I don't know why they did that. It seems like they missed the boat if they would have played the music and had him come out and the crowd was already hot while he was already in the ring when they came back. I, I did see Lawler sneak in there um, when it yeah. was dark. So, yeah, that's a good point. I don't know why they did that.
3: Right. Yeah. I, 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 I agree with you 100%. I noticed hey, that. That was Kevin. very disappointing. What,
6: Kevin, what about the old 90s Lawler look that we got, too? He didn't have the strap, he had the old mm-hmm. cape on and. You know, yeah, it he talk, like 90s yeah, Lawler.
3: Yeah, he talked about that earlier. I mean, it was true King's Court. He, like, he brought the King's Court back that we all know and love. He had everything. Yeah.
6: That,
3: that's how
4: I knew he was going to be in trouble. He didn't have a strap. <laughs> right. <I> knew, uh, <laughs> that was my <laughs> point. Coming out with Superman with the kryptonite around his neck, yeah, was, just, you know he didn't have the
3: strap. Right, I should have brought that up. Like the the, the missing strap, that's just foolish. Oh, like the joking? king, the king. Like what is he? he? He's getting a little bit older. Maybe he just forgot it. I don't know. But like you can't go to the ring with Dolph Ziggler, the guy who caused your heart attack, and and not have your strap on just in case. Bro.
6: Yeah, bro, Lawler yeah. never forgets the strap. He got the
3: strap. He just didn't, you know, he didn't wear it. He just yeah. did, he just didn't wear it. What like kryptonite.
6: Used to, I love that. <laughs> all
3: right, thanks, Jason. Thanks for your phone cool call. Man. Thanks, guys. What didn't he have on his strap? His strap on wasn't on, right? Our people are giving DJ. me. I was I tweeting about Enough. the lack of strap, and people people just don't understand. <laughs> uh, all right, Cerrito Livewire, uh, we're rolling on. We're gonna have time for for one more quick phone call. Eddie King Lawler fan on Twitter is joining us. What's up, Eddie? Eddie, hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, thanks for calling in. What do you think about SmackDown?
2: I thought it was overall a good show, but of course the highlight for me was having the King back on TV. You know.
3: Yeah, it was great. It was great. Yeah.
2: And uh, like like back when y'all did the Christmas wish, I I let I think I tweeted y'all and said to have the King back on commentary would be my Christmas wish. And hey, next Sunday, it's kind of coming true. So
3: there you go, Christmas wish come true. It's great. It is.
2: Yeah, pretty quick. Yeah, I
3: I was not I was not expecting that. Yeah, it's going to be the King at the Rumble is going to be fun. It's going to be fun. I think.
6: I think when you said bookie, that, I Eddie, I could see
2: him costing uh, a Ziggler out of the rumble. Maybe the King being at ringside could uh, kind of distract him and get him thrown
6: out. You know, a little revenge. Oh, I, think I, can I see it. I think I said uh, you know that your Christmas list would not come true. So I want to, I want to say that I was wrong. Right <laughs> here, such a, here grinch. Said, such a
3: great, such a great. Not going to happen, <laughs> and it did. It happened quicker than yeah. what we thought.
2: Yeah, that's cool. I'm, I'm happy to see the King back on that, and good to hear him say he signed a contract for another year or so you know they right. so tell
3: telling what they can do with the king yeah that is true it's going to be it's going to be fun i'm sure they're going to bring the king's core back uh, at appropriate times so i think they know that they, they yep. can use it yep. and put yep. him on commentary too to. yeah we'll see what yep. see how the rumble goes and and with the with him being able to only call uh-huh. the rumble itself like he'll be he'll be rested and ready to go it should be the king should oh, yeah. be a, on in a little, rare form yeah in very rare form yep. so yeah plenty it'll of be time exciting. plenty of time to read his joke book before he goes out all right yeah. we'll do right, it. There you go all right thanks Eddie. <laughs> uh this is Cerrito Live, where we're getting your thoughts on SmackDown Live in Memphis. Some tweets to us. Now I'll go through There's a couple tweets we got uh, okay. coming in. We had Raymond on Twitter said, I forget how fun being in a live show can be. It's been too it mo- is fun. it is It's been too long since I've gone. Uh, it, it is lots of fun. We have Jamie on Twitter said, crowd was hot for the first segment and everything advanced storylines felt like a breeze compared to Raw in September. So Jamie also mm-hmm. on Twitter agreeing with me on that. Katie uh, Forbes, who I know you were hanging out with, Katie Forbes, at, yeah, at SmackDown. Yeah. big shout out to Katie. She uh, p- points out that WWE keeps advertising matches that don't happen. That's why we don't even mention those in our preview anymore. But those commercials yeah. often advertise matches because those people are going to be there. But you just gotta assume usually those matches are not going to happen. However, now on SmackDown shows, now on SmackDown shows, they're going to be doing probably some pretty cool dark matches at ten o'clock uh, after two o five live. Because because uh, they want people to stay for 205 Live. So they want you to stay for the entire 205 Live. So they say, hey, you know, John Cena, Baron Corbin, Dean Ambrose, The Miz, they're all coming back out. So you just got to hang around and they bring that match out like at 955. The show actually ended up lasting about the same amount of time as a Raw. But uh, when you add the dark match at 205 Live in it, but it did feel like it went by so much faster.
6: Yeah, and when Katie tweeted that out, she basically tweeted the the answer to that. And it always says cards subject to change, and that could be a good thing, it could be a bad thing. And but they still delivered a, a nice, good quality match for the main event after 205 Live. So you can take take those advertisements with a grain of salt. Sometimes they change so often, all the time.
3: Right, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't really uh, b- uh, believe don't those when right they off, advertise though. them. You? I don't. Oh no, because right I thought off, right? I in mean, the Miz because you can't advertise what the Miz did. It was great. So the under the uh, we have a tweet coming in and said the Undertaker wins the rumble, Cena wins the title, and uh, predicting Cena Undertaker for for Mania. Of course, we will talk about our, our official rumble preview will be it. next Saturday. We'll do our yeah. Official... We're gonna have
6: Andrew Goldstein with us, the Einstein of uh, professional wrestling, if you will. <laughs> He'll be with us next week to talk about it. He's going to help us book the Royal Rumble too.
3: All right, so we're, we're gonna we'll talk about the Rumble uh, next Saturday um, on the show. But uh, any any final thoughts on SmackDown Live, uh, Dustin from last week?
6: Um, I guess what I would just tell any Memphian, any wrestling fan that's that's you know listening, even if you were a fan before and you want to give it another shot, you have to go to a live event. Um, there were several you know, staff members from the Memphis Grizzlies that went to their first ever wrestling show, and they came out just thrilled with the production and just the entertainment value. You know, if your kids are into wrestling and you're not, go. It is so much fun uh, just being there live, and the production is like nothing else. The stage and the set. Man, did you see how huge that SmackDown uh, digital set was and the ramp and everything? You just can't see anything else like it. I don't think there's another another production out there like it. So go,
3: yeah. So go. All right. That, that absolutely. All right. Uh, well, Dustin, thanks. Thanks for joining. I will see you on Thursday.
6: Yep you'll you'll be crowning uh, the five star squad another championship.
3: Oh, you'll see, as I said, Thursday expect I the unexpected at the Wrestling Trivia Rumble. It comes about once a year. And it is this Thursday right. at the Green Beetle. We're we're out of time, so we can't we don't have time for we don't have Too time many calls. for the for the Becky Lynch interview. So the Becky Lynch interview, if you want to hear my conversation with Becky Lynch, here's what you need to do. You need to go to seritalive.com. The interview's up there, you can stream it, or you can go subscribe to us on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app. And you should subscribe anyway, because we're the only show that talks wrestling every single week and you can subscribe and get all of our interviews. Dustin, these interviews we've had in twenty seventeen. Look at this list Call of him. interviews.
6: Yes, seem, I mean, it, look at it for the last three or four years. I mean, we've had everybody from WWE Hall of Famer, Bret the Hitman Hart, Rikishi, TNA World Champion James Storm. Um, shoot, man, help me out here. We've had so many great rock and roll. But just,
3: yeah, just look at 2017. Oh, Ricky Ricky yeah. Morton in 2017.
6: Mm-hmm. Becky, Becky
3: Lynch. Uh, Jerry the King Lawler talking about his return. An exclusive interview mm-hmm. there. Jeff Jarrett. Exclusive, exclusive in, uh, Jeff Jarrett. About mm-hmm. uh, his return to TNA. All of those are just in this year, and we're talking it's January 21st.
6: So Nobody does it like we do. <laughs> That's it.
3: So if you want to uh, hear the interview with Becky Lynch, go to CerritoLive.com or subscribe on iTunes. And next week we will preview the Royal Rumble.
6: Can't wait. One of my favorite events behind uh, WrestleMania is probably my favorite behind WrestleMania
3: it's the it's the best hour of professional wrestling of the year and it's going to be the hardest one to predict. I hey, the king's fantasy booking earlier was pretty good. He uh, what? who
6: do you have winning?
3: He wants. he says he just wants it to work out where it's Undertaker versus Goldberg versus Brock at WrestleMania in a triple threat.
6: Oh, wow. That's to that me, would kind of tie in. It would kind of make sense with, you know, Lesnar and Undertaker's history and um, I don't know how Goldberg fits into all that. Goldberg yeah, and
3: Bo- Goldberg and Brock's history though. Well, yeah. So, like it's like Undertaker
6: a and, and then
3: maybe they make more history during the Rumble. And maybe those are the true. last 3 in the Rumble. Who knows? Who knows? Somehow.
6: Yeah, that's absolutely true. I,
3: the King said that's what he's hoping but he's not expecting that to be the case. But
6: Well, knowing the King, he'll have plenty of one-liners during that Royal Rumble match and uh you know, we may even see the King's music play and him hop in there for for a little bit. He's hey, done it
4: before.
3: Hey, uh, that that is true. I and hey, hey, shout out to everybody in Jonesboro. Stop stealing from wrestlers.
6: Oh my gosh, we got to talk about that next week. I mean, you you talk about AJ Styles being the best performer. He's apparently the greatest packer too as far as packing his bag man do you read all the stuff that got he stolen had, out of his bag aj
3: sells had his bag <laughs> stolen in jonesboro to show the night before here in memphis or right down the road across the bridge uh $1000 in us currency $7000 in, uh, in in japanese yen which i looked up is actually only $61 in yeah, us currency
6: 60 bucks, yeah. Uh, yeah he uh, had an I, xbox 360 <laughs> an iphone he even had a little tv he had a tv, TV
3: and game the <laughs> tv what? headphones and six video games. <laughs> iphone headphones Small screen TV, Xbox three hundred and sixty, and six games and seven thousand dollars yen and one hundred thousand. I don't know, but I just think that's. I just think. (laughs) I just think like a small television. Well, of course, if it's in a bag, like he's got a big screen TV in his bag.
6: Hey, and uh, what about Randy Orton nearly having to punch some guy out for taking some silly picture of him at the gym? Did you read that? Yeah. So,
3: what's the moral of that story? Do not ask for pictures or bother anybody when. What?
6: Be respectful, guys. That's it. He has his headphones on. He's he's in there working. Okay. If you want a picture or an autograph, wait till he's done. That's it. All right. That... I, I am 100% on Randy Orton's S- side on this. Speaking of
3: being done, we are done for this week. For Dustin 5 Star, I'm Kevin Cerrito saying so long from high attack, Mount Moriah.
0: This is Maria Starr, half of Memphis' power couple, telling you to tune in to the main event of Cerrito Live every weekend for the wrestling segment. My man Dustin Five Star sits down every Saturday with Kevin Cerrito to talk about all things in the world of wrestling. So tune in to Cerrito Live on Sports 56 every Saturday at 1230 for some wrestling smack talk. And if you ever miss this or any of the show, you can listen to the podcast by subscribing to Cerrito Live for free on iTunes or your favorite podcast provider. And as always, podcasts are available at CerritoLive.com.